It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. The Jeremy Paul Show live and exclusive uh, right around Australia and New Zealand as we speak. JP, welcome in. Oh, how are we, my man? Oh, we, we are good. We are football fevered up here. Football ferns. Last night, yes. opened the Win FIFA World Cup game. against oh. the top tier team in their group, and they beat them. It's it's hard to comprehend. It really is, actually. Like when, like I remember, I used to do this. Um, I used to do this TV show here uh, in Australia with Mark Bosnich. Mm-hmm. And excuse the voice, um, everyone. Of family's been fun. I've been crook. Of the all my kids' little petri dishes have finally given it to me. So I've got a bit of a husky voice. <laughs> this is my sexy Friday voice. I like but, it. Um, yeah, you're loving it, aren't you? Yeah, I am. But I, I remember talking to Mark Bojanis about this, and I remember t- talking to him and I said, because, like, the Socceroos in Australia, it's, it's all, we constantly complain, why don't we make the court? Why, why aren't we doing any better? And I, I remember asking, going, how are we meant to compete against France who are worth, like, a billion dollars? <laughs> like, and that, like, how are you meant to actually compete? It's like, it's like, like you just mentioned, the Ashburton side playing against the All Blacks on the weekend. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible to think the difference in terms of tiers and levels, and particularly in soccer, right? Particularly in Europe. So, what an incredible effort, man! It was just, ah, oh. and the crowd. Well done, New Zealand! Mm. Wow, the crowd was amazing. It was. Um- I'm conscious we're going to get a few questions. So we've got a few questions for you have come in already. So let's yep. get to them now. The first one that sent it in was Josh, and he said, JP, should the rest of the world be wary of France with the power they are showing in rugby, both at 20s and their senior team? I fear that uh, France will be nigh on unbeatable in four or five years' time. Mate, Northern Hemisphere rugby. <laughs> Did you see who they played in the final of yes. that under-20s? Yes. Ireland. <laughs> and they're my Smokies for the World Cup, the Irish side. So, But it, it, it's, it's not about fear. It's, this, is, this is a wonder. I mean, rugby in Australia is, like everyone in Australia thinks rugby's rubbish, right? Like in terms of where the sport is. But internationally, we're actually strong. We're incredibly strong. And in terms of an entertainment product, in terms of a product that we can sell worldwide, where we're the third largest televised event behind the Olympics and the Soccer World Cup. That last World Cup, 2019, Japan saw the numbers rise. And the only way that that can happen is if we have a level playing field mm. and we need, like, we can't just go and go, oh, it's going to be the All Blacks World Cup. Oh, there might be a surprise or it's going to be the All South Africa. This is amazing for world rugby, but it also shows what they've done with their high performance units, right? It shows how they've now changed internally and they've been able to put more infrastructure and more money into the development of players coming through. But they've also shrunk their, co- like, we, as Australia, we need to follow the island model. Like, we need to be able to, like, come together, bring all our stakeholders together. But they're leading the world rugby man, France. Like, I, I've always said, it's France's World Cup to lose. Mm. Like, to be playing at home 
Well, we saw the like the New Zealand women's soccer team last night. I reckon that I reckon that win was because they were at home. Like it's it's hard to I suppose measure in terms of playing in front of your home crowd, but I know every Test match that I got to play at home, you were always ten times better. If that makes sense. So yes, not scared, but we should be. Well, we should be excited. We should be excited that we can now have a genuine. And now the Pacific Islander teams can have players that have played for other countries and come back and play for them. Like Tonga, like they beat Australia A uh, over the weekend over over in Tonga as well, and and they only had a four day prep. So. <laughs> You know, to think that this Rugby World Cup this year is arguably going to be the most even we've seen. Uh, I'm I'm nothing but excited, Josh, to be honest. I think in terms of a product internationally, and if they get this international scheduling done properly, like I, I believe that it's due, they're looking to release it in 2026, I believe, Yeah. where, because then you're going to get the rejuvenation of players. Like if they can have a, like Wallaby and All Black players, they, they play, they basically play from February or late Jan where they start training and then they don't finish until November. They literally get four weeks off, four to six weeks to recover. If you look at rugby league, they get a good three-month off-season, three to three-and-a-half-month off-season, and that's how you keep a top-level game, our scheduling. So hopefully we can get that in balance as well. Your mate Ken has texted <sighs> Staffy. My man. For JP, will Eddie Jones consider playing the Australian under-20s team against the All Blacks and the Bledisloe one? They might have a better chance, uh, a better oh, shot than the current mob of Wallabies. Ken, you, you, you never cease to amaze me, Ken, <laughs> which is how much you love ripping my heart out of my chest. Um, yeah, we're, you know, there are pickles and then there are pickles, right? And this is a pickle. <laughs> like we, uh, yeah, we, we haven't shown much. Um, I will say, look, not defending Eddie, but um, coming in, he's got the existing players that obviously here. He hasn't been able to develop players over numerous years, haven't been able to pick. But um, and, and when you look at that all-black and South African game, what a game, by the way. Oh, my goodness. That first 27 minutes. Mm. What did we say last week? Shannon Fazell mm. and Will Jordan. Um Oh, and please, I hope Sam, Sam Kane okay. I haven't heard anything over here. Is yep. he okay? Yep. Is his neck okay? We're oh, hearing he's okay. Yeah, it was more oh, precautionary because he's had neck issues. So it was just yeah, a precaution. Yeah, I, I saw the tackle when I was watching the game. I saw the tackle and I was like, oh, that's a crusher. Mm. I saw when he went back on his back and he landed in his chin. I, I played with um, two bulging discs in my neck and I was basically hanging on by a thread for my last two years. It's Yeah, it's quite scary playing with a neck injury, but yeah, I wish him all the best. Um Oh, that was an incredible game. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And the Wallabies are – look, if, if you look at the Wallabies and, and the biggest, I, I suppose, um, criticism to come out of the games has been the kicking game. Now, you look at the All Blacks in the South African game, there was just as much kicking, but it was the contest, right? Yeah. Like we had Mark Talia jumping up. Will Jordan, I think, took the ball a couple of times. Um, there's, and, and tactical kicking where you can then put pressure on the line out. So there's nothing wrong with kicking in union. Like in, in rugby, kicking is a, is a very integral part of the game. It can be but a weapon. We, 
Oh, it's a hundred percent. Remember Ben Smith? Oh, I used to love Ben Smith when he would like it, that, like he'd kick it up 30, 40 meters and he'd regather nearly every single time, or at least make it a contest. And I think when you're aimlessly kicking, but uh, look, I, I think Eddie's got to go really left field here. And I, man, I, I would love to see, I'd love to see our man Tate McDermott. I, I, I want to see a running halfback. I want to see a running halfback. The only way that you can get around a side like the All Blacks is you've got to shrink them. You've got to go through them before you can go around them. And the only way you can do that is with a running halfback. I'd love to see Tate McDermott start. Obviously, Len, um, Len Ikitao, oh, what about that? What about having a 6-2 bench and your outside centre goes down? Oh, God, it's always your worst nightmare. But, uh, look, Ken, we, yeah, no, we're in trouble. But, look, I think, I think Eddie, again, he's going to be marked on the World Cup. So, just another Bledisloe Cup we lost. Oh, God, what's that? 37 now? <laughs> um, you might be interested. We had John Knuckles Connolly on the show on Tuesday. Not my favourite person at all. Mm, and Eddie Jones isn't his favourite person at all either. <laughs> and an interesting comment of his about Quade Cooper is he said Quade Cooper is the best passer of a rugby ball in the world but he can't run anymore. And if you haven't got a running halfback, as you mentioned, and you haven't got a running first five, that's pretty easy to defend. Oh, no, of course not. But he, he did run on the weekend. Um, you, you're also talking about, you know, Samu Karebi, who's also come back from a knee um, reconstruction as well. Mm. Um, but your 10, your 9 and 10 can't run unless your forward pack is actually getting some type of momentum. Our discipline has been poor. Look, there's some really, some really, really quick fixes here. Like South Africa did in the second half, that 20 minutes. Right? What they did was they went back to their, their old game plan. Get off the line incredibly quick and make your tackles. Put pressure on the breakdown. Like the physicality level rose, as you would have seen, right? Like, because South Africa were really never any threat in that game. Like, I mean, they, they did get back to, what, 2013, I think, at one stage. But the All Blacks had that from minute one to minute 80. They, all, always, they always looked like they were in control. But for 20 minutes into that second half, we probably saw the blueprint of how the box are going to play in the, in the World Cup. They play like that every year, every World Cup. Off the line incredibly quick, shutting down from the outside. Huge physicality at the breakdown. Huge physicality. And that's and that's this is something that an individual player can change. And that and that's where I believe look, rugby world cups are also won on defenses by your defense, as well as big test matches like that is like cup games. Like you, you just got to continually make your tackles, but not just not passive tackles, but make them aggressive tackles. And and you're in the contest where you can then get up. And you, you would have seen that in that sort of 20 minute like sort of fight where we saw the box go and um, counter ruck, actually counter ruck the All Blacks a few times. And we and we probably saw about 20 minutes of it from the spring box. Now they'll be looking to go for 80 minutes, obviously, when it comes to rugby world cup time. But I think those couple of simple things like our defense you score 31 points in the game bro you should be able to win a game mm. like you know 34 points is too much so you know there's there's a couple of simple things that they can fix up to be able to build momentum from the Springboks best team was on the bench and I, I could see that ploy that they would try and weather <clears throat> excuse me weather the early 
All Black Storm and then bring on Malcolm Marks and friends in the second half and try and take the game away. And conversely, I felt like the All Blacks team saw that South African bench and said, let's fast start, let's just be clinical and let's make ourselves uncatchable. So it sort of backfired a bit for the Springboks, but I feel like they're not going to be too disheartened because they did have the measure of the All Black for a big fat part of that game. They are the Rugby World Cup champions. That's the most thing the most important thing to them. they I mean, we play for the Freedom Cup, but it's not, nothing like the stature of the Bledisloe Cup. Their whole focus is France at the World Cup. A hundred percent, mate. Do you remember when Michael Checker, we won one game, we went over to Eden Park, the, I think it was the following week, um, and he completely changed the side because it, it was during the 2015 World Cup and he was criticised, but it was about building a squad for the Rugby World Cup. How how you see, like, international matches leading up to the Rugby World Cup are pretty much trials. And the only way you can win a Rugby World Cup is with a squad. Mm. You don't win it with, with 20, the 23 players. You need, you need your top 32 players as well as your reserves. So what is the, what is the best environment – to test players to see if they're ready, play them in New Zealand against the All Blacks, against the Red Hot All Blacks. Oh, look, from a tactical side, that's how I sort of saw it. Um, and look, the, I'm not saying that the game itself in terms of wasn't, you know, big enough for them in terms of the Freedom Cup to, to play their best side. But um, when you also look at your squad, you also look as players are, are as good as each other and they should be able to step in. And that, and that's that's the mark of, of the All Blacks as well, right? Like, you know, you look at their production line and being able to bring players off and on. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if... If a couple of play, if they make a couple of changes, actually, um, particularly for the return serve in New Zealand. So, oh, look, no, no, you got it. You got to make your your reserves and your squad are just as important, if not as as important as your starting fifteen. So, oh, look, that they, they were just blowing off the park, mate. Like, now t- talking about a fast start. That's you know, with, with, with Eddie Jones, and this is actually what the Wallabies have done. They've actually started incredibly well. Every test match that I played under Eddie would have been 60 or 60, odd, well over 50. Oh, 30, 30, 40. Um, fast start. Got to start fast. Got to start fast every single time. Because that, that, that's it's obviously what sets up the tone of the game, right? Like, you've, you've got to – like, whether a fast, fast start's not necessarily scoring points. It's just making sure they don't score points. Um, get your systems right. Set piece. I mean, if, if, if you're going to be picky about the All Blacks win, is their set piece. Like, they let a couple of scrummaging penalties. Like, their scrummaging was, um, was good. But, you know, if, you, if you're going to be incredibly picky. But, but also, too um, – the way that they fell asleep in that sort of 20 minutes as well. So that, they've got – the scary thing for the Wallabies is they've got a huge room for improvement, the All Blacks. So, yeah, it's not looking pretty. Yeah, the feeling over here is our A-plus top team will play Bledisloe 1. And Bled, providing the All Blacks win that, they'll come back <clears throat> Bledisloe 2 in Dunedin and we'll see Roy Gard. We might see Whanganuku if he's not ready for the first one. We'll see a few of those – changes because we're running out of time pre-World Cup. So that that's apparently uh, the feeling of what's going to happen. Incredibly, uh, Eddie Jones, do, do, does he ever 
like you, as you say, you played a lot of games. Up, he's always optimistic. Like he's had two bad losses, and he's still optimistic. And you know, we can do this. We can win the World Cup. Is is he? Can you help us with his mind? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, <laughs> no, no. Look, it's uh, uh, after deconstructing the games myself. No, that no. There's a little bit there that he can work with, like. Um, now we got some. We, we still have some world class players in terms of, um, you know, look at looking at Marika Korobiti. Um, look, I, I look at the side, and I think if if Tupu comes back, Tanalea Tupu. Like I think Big Tong and Thor. I think if if because you build your team around your tight head prop. So Alan Alatoa has been extraordinary, and I think again, if you if you got too strong players within one position. Hooker's a little bit of a concern. He's, he has experimented with the second rows a bit. The back rows, not as balanced, obviously losing Hooper to injury. Um, I reckon I'll see, I reckon we'll see Pete Samu. Again, I'd love to see Tate McDermott, man. I really want to see this kid. Like, I just... I, Mate, I just give Eddie a call. Understand. Give Eddie... You've got his number. Give him a call. Just say Eddie, <laughs> JP. Remember <laughs> what we went through? Yeah, no. Well, look... That's what Griggs, Griggs and I, we used to call it Blade. We used to, Griggs, George Griggs and I, we used to run. So what the halfback, any young halfbacks out there listening or coaches, you, you, you don't actually run directly to the second defender. You actually arc a little bit. You run out, you run, it's almost backwards type thing where you're running in type of a, a half circle and you get to the inside shoulder of the second defender. And then you have a runner that's running in between the third and fourth defender. And I used to run in between the second and third defender. And remember the little pop, pop we used to call it an S-ball, that Gregan and Finnegan used to have between yep. the ruck and the first defender. So... What that allows is you've got four different options there where the halfback can then also run between the first and second defender. And he, he basically has choices. He can pick most, like the one between one and two, three and four, or the one uh, the one and ruck. So, and that's what Tate McDermott is incredibly good at. His vision around the ruck is is like a young Greg. And I, I haven't seen better. Oh, actually, Nick White used to do it when he was younger too. But I think as they start to get older, they don't run as much like <laughs> I really do. But we need a running halfback. We re- we really do. Like I'm loving. Uh, look, look. Nah, nah, I still can't pronounce his name. How how do you say his name? That winger, the one with 26 letters from the Waratahs. Nazi oh, Nagawa. Yeah, him. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Him. Marky Mate, Mark. 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 No Mark. Tawasi. Mate, is, yeah, yeah. Nala Tawasi. He is a super talent. He oh, is. Isn't like, he? Marika, and Marika Korobiti, and I think Tom Ryan is is like so. In terms of looking at the back three, I'm loving the back three. I'd love to see them counter attack a lot more. We're a little bit stuck at thirteen. Like thirteen is going to be now that Lanikitel. Um, but there, no, there's enough there, mate. Look, at, and what he would be doing is again. All Blacks played for 60 minutes on the weekend but still had that game in total control. The Wallabies are currently playing at the moment anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes in a game. So all he's looking at is going, he's looking at the good parts that the Wallabies are are playing and saying, we now need to replicate that five times more. We need to play like that for 50 to 60 minutes. We've got it in us. We just need to do it for longer, and maybe that's how you that's and that's how you simply look at it as a, from a coach's point of view, is that look, 
he'd obviously he'd obviously be in a hell of a lot more trouble if he didn't have that ten to twelve minutes. But it's, but it wouldn't be more than twelve minutes mm. at the moment that we're playing good footy. Running out of time, JP. But I do have to get to this last text message. It's not a question; it's a request. Uh, because we do have the Warriors playing the Canberra Raiders tonight, 4th oh. versus 5th. And this text, uh, no name on it, says, Forget the rugby. Can Jeremy please give us an up the waz? <laughs> Mate, I am loving the Warriors. Like, no no flashiness, just purely team-orientated. And how good is it? to see Sean Johnson playing. I'm a massive fan. I always have been and always will be a massive fan of Sean Johnson. I remember watching him in the nines. Remember that? Yeah. When they used to have the nines and he just stepping and it's just so good to see him injury free. And when you got to play, when they've got ad lib footy players like they do, but it, but it's it's not about like it's not about actually their their playing style. It's about them showing up for each other. And oh, man, I think the Warriors can go deep here, man, in this competition. So wait, wait. up the Warriors, yes, boy, that's what we want. Or an up the Waz, even better. Up the Waz. <laughs> Good on you, JP. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, See you, buddy. Gotcha. There is Jeremy Paul, the Jeremy Paul Show, two o'clock every Friday.